All right, guys, what's up? Back for a Playing to Win podcast. It's been uh, it's been a while since I've uh, done one of these. I think a few weeks at least. I mean, I try to do at least a few months. So, uh, episode eighty six. There was an article that came across uh, my attention. Was brought to my attention in the New York Post, which is titled "Making Women Look Dumb Is a Disturbing New Podcast Trend." So. I wanted to hop into this, uh, provide some perspective and feedback on it. Um, yes, the title states why Mano Swamp dating podcasts are almost useless. Um, you'll get to the bottom of what I mean by that uh, towards the end of the show. So uh, make sure you stick around, hit the like button if you wouldn't mind. And let me just grab the link and just drop it over here. Head over to the YouTubes and uh, give me a solid. You know, if you're on uh, the Twitters, the Twatches, the that is the whatever, head over to YouTube and just uh, subscribe and watch there for the algos. And um, let's get right into this. Um, all right. So, the article here by Brooke Cato, and I'll throw it up on the screen, is uh, what sort of kicked this off. Uh, let's see who Brooke Cato is. I always like to consider the source before I get into, uh, before you go sponsored stories. No, I don't care about your sponsored stories. Uh, can we skip that? Okay, well, anyway, let's look at our author archive, see what she's talked about before. My mom abandoned me because my rare disorder. My son has it too. Yeah, it's always clickbaity stuff, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger reveals his Nazi father's strange violence. Okay, so she's not all in dealing with um, relationships and uh, targeting uh, men's spaces, which seems reasonable. So that's a good starting point. I'd like to establish that anyway. So anyway, um, for shame, it starts. I'll just read it to you because I know some of you guys won't be able to see it on the screen, but follow along with me. And if there's anything you want me to touch on or you have any comments you want me to... Uh, discuss talking points and expand some context. Just drop them in the live chat, man. Anyway, it starts off with uh, For Shame, a podcast with hundreds and thousands of subscribers and followers across online platforms is stoking the flames of controversy by belittling female guests and making them look dumb. There's a hyperlink on this. I don't know where this goes. Let's check it out. Okay, let's see what this is here. Uh, I'm going to have to remove this and make sure I have the audio presented. So let me just make sure I did that correctly. Window, Chrome tab, and share audio. And so the title of this, that hyperlink to it, is Female Hypocrisy 101 by whatever podcast. So th this is what they're talking about, which is making women look done. So we'll just check this out. Women have been oppressed since the beginning of time. How? And it's natural. Oh, <laughs> how? Are you really? How? You're, yeah, go ahead. How? You're, You're the asking one saying this is how? true. Yes. No, women were oppressed in history, but so were men. It's how? not, it's not. Not oh, as much as that, women see, now this, is, this is interesting because if I say, how were women oppressed? You're like, well, it's self-evident, Brian. I shouldn't have to educate you, yet you've just asked me the same question. You've just asked, how were men oppressed? Shouldn't you know? No, because that wasn't taught in school. Ah, so isn't that interesting? Male oppression was never taught in school. Female's oppression was. Isn't that interesting? So who's really oppressed then? Oh my God, Ryan. If, if men's grievances throughout history are overlooked, who's the real one that's oppressed? Perhaps you don't even believe men are oppressed. Don't, to be honest. You don't? Yeah. Okay. Woman. Okay, so you know this is your this is your typical uh, guest of the show, I guess, is essentially what they're trying to say. Uh, let's pull the article back up. Present share screen. There it is. Now that we got that hyperlink out of the way. Uh, by belittling female guests, I don't know that this guy Brian, the host, was belittling this gal. Um, I'll get into some of the details of why that is in a moment. We'll just read through the article on what our friend uh, Brooke Cato has to say here about this. Making them look dumb. Whatever, uh, in quotations, is hosted by Brian Atlas. Uh, it masquerades as a dating talk show while delving into gender roles, body counts, and the legitimacy of the patriarchy. The podcast team uses social media to seek women panelists only to later roast them with online, uh, sorry, roast them online in snippets pandering to the viral to the virality of the inflammatory hot takes. 
So in other words, it's perfect clickbait. It absolutely is. So here's, uh, I guess, a panel of a recent show. It says, whatever podcast must slam for belittling women. You've got Destiny, the blue-haired bisexual dude that lets his wife uh, over here sleep with uh, whoever she wants. Um, the rest of the gals from the panel, this dork over here, I talked about him in a community post, and I'm not sure who this guy is, and this guy is, and he's wearing a wig, I guess. I don't know if he's trying to mock this guy over here or uh, what the story is, but anyway, he's, he's wearing one of his red uh, toupees, I guess. In one episode, the panelists, who are all women, rate themselves as tens, much to Atlas's shock. Well, okay. That's certainly going to drive some controversy. I wonder if there's like a pre-screen that they ask them, like, how would you rate yourself, you know, before they bring them on and they bring on women that uh, rate themselves as tens in advance? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to rate you guys, but none of you guys are a 10, he says in response, uh, prompting a chorus of agreement in the comments by users cruelly joking about the women's weight and appearance. Um, to this point over here, the chorus of agreement you see in the comments of these live shows, and they generate a lot of live views. Um, it's kind of trendy now. It's like the trending thing, right? Do a podcast, sit at a table with a bunch of people. Uh, there's a few gotcha moments. There's a few, um, you know, revelations from body count, from their views on feminism, on the patriarchy, on the oppression of women and that sort of stuff. And of course, you've got viewers watching it who are just... Um, they're just slamming the people on the panel, usually just the women. Um, they're making jokes about their appearance, their weight, their entitlement. And look, are they entitled? Yes, generally speaking. Are they usually bimbos? Yeah, generally speaking. Like they're not, they're not putting their best on, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Like they're not getting, you're not seeing classy women on there because classy wouldn't, women wouldn't, wouldn't make the show work. So having low IQ entitled bimbos that aren't tuned into the reality of the world that have a skewed view, which most women generally do because they're solipsism. They really can't see past their own nose at the end of the day. But the viewers are the other thing that I see that pops up a lot too, is you get a lot of these, I don't know if they're disgruntled, if they're upset, if they're MGTOWs, if they're incels or what they happen to be. But watching two, three, four, five, eight hours. I don't know how long they run. I mean, they seem to run for several hours. I only ever watch the clips because um, those, those are the ones that are shown to me by the algorithms. But I know they run for several hours. And a lot of these dudes are sitting there in the comments and they're sending like massive super chats. Um, I'm not talking like five, 10 bucks with a, with a general question to be asked. It's like 50, 100, 500. They're huge. Um, usually with slanderous statements to the panelists. Um, so, I mean, you can take it what it's for what it's worth. I've got a lot of <laughs> dope friends and we do dope shit. Um, you know, I'm the guy that likes doing supercar rallies and stuff like that and business dealings and investments. And none of the guys that I roll with have time to be in the comments belittling uh, people via super chat that gets shown up on the screen. So there's that element of it too, as well, which sort of drives, it fuels the fire. Okay. If you will, I, I mean, I don't see this as a long game for creators doing this type of model. So, you know, it is what it is, but again, prompting a course of agreement in the comments by users, cruelly joking about the women's weight and appearance uh, in in another, Atlas grills the panelists on their body counts and how many people they've been intimate with and is met with resistance. Well, of course it's going to be. And women will never be honest about their body counts anyway at the end of the day. I've said this many times, guys. Um, if you ask a woman what her body count is, she generally only remembers guys that she was intimate with over a long-term basis. Boyfriends, guys that she dated for several months, guys that she might have pined for that she was perhaps alpha widowed by they don't they have amnesia when it comes to things like threesomes what happened in the nightclub bathroom what happened in vegas or ibiza stays in vegas or ibiza um all of those things they just don't have a recollection of it so asking them the numbers is kind of pointless at the end of the day but what it does is it drives conversation around well how dare you ask a woman how many guys that she's been with because in the modern era that we live in, you know, men and women have been told that they're the same. Women have been told, well, if men are promiscuous, then women can be promiscuous without any consequences. But what they end up doing is they 
seem to try to hold these women accountable to standards. And if a chick's been with 50 guys, like I've seen videos here, there was one that was a, uh, a clip that got uh, some viral push where this very average looking girl, probably a four or five, you might rate her like mo most of the public, um, was talking about being with 100 guys plus. And I think there was some conversation, if I'm not mistaken, if it's not the same girl, it was another one. But she said that she had uh, several of them in a week and in some cases in the same night. So, of course, that's going to get pushback and it's get some it's going to get some virality in the algorithms because what it does is it just reinforces what guys that are struggling with women um are experiencing which is women are trash right and that's that's really where it it takes us and what this article is probably going to drive at by the time we get to the end of it and i don't think that all women are trash but i also don't think that all women are pure either right like there's like there's something going on there in between it just so happens to be that the panelists that are selected for these shows, look, again, like I said earlier, they're not sending their best, are they, right? Anyway, uh, girls with panelists, body counts, that's met with resistance, of course, right? Because women have traditionally uh, not liked being slut-shamed, so, you know, they, they try to downplay it, obviously. Uh, in quotations, it says here, it doesn't matter to me, but it matters to you guys, one woman said, gesturing to the men sitting around the table so i'm not going to go and put myself out there and say my body count just for you to ridicule me or something well of course you're going to be ridiculed if you volunteer that you've been with a whole bunch of dudes because you inherently know that it's disgusting right but this is what the show is trying to highlight you know i suppose right he goes on to say while only fans models nicolette nicole admitted that her appearance on the podcast was to bolster her own following. Let's see who this is. I'm just clicking through on here. Um, I think I can share this on the screen, but just for context, there's a little bit of uh, sexy time on this one. So this is who Nic Nicolette Nicole is. This is her link that was hyperlinked in there. She looks like an OnlyFans creator girl. And, uh, you know, I guess if you tell them, hey, you know, you can link your OnlyFans below in the show notes, then they'll then they'll probably be more interested in doing it. Because wh what woman that is doing something like OnlyFans doesn't want to recruit more thirsty beta followers in her orbit? So anyway, so this gal, Nicolette Nicole, admitted that her appearance on the podcast was to bolster her own following. She told Vice uh, that the clips were definitely chosen. Vice got that publication sucks let me just hyperlink this and see where it goes latest trend podcast making women look dumb this is the exact same title of this article but it's written by magdalene taylor huh so there okay i'm gonna come back to that in a second because maybe there's some references in there so she links to this other article with the exact same title written by another journalist and shame her well look if you're selling pictures of your butthole online on an app, of course people are going to offer their opinion on that. The vast majority of the public doesn't agree with it. I think most OnlyFans creators that do that as a job understand that it is detrimental to a healthy relationship with a man. I mean, maybe some lib, left-leaning, progressive, sort of blue-haired dude will be okay with it. But the traditional guy that she's going to be attracted to, the strong masculine virtue sort of guy that she wants, is going to frown upon it. And I think inherently these creators, these OnlyFans creators know that. So I think this article is being a little bit disingenuous from that perspective too. Anyway, controversy, make her look dumb and shame her. Well, yeah, you're selling pictures of your butthole. You are going to look dumb, you know, if you try to defend that. I'm not going to argue with that. Some screenshots here. You're a 10, question mark. No 10s with his hands out. Twitter and TikTok, the video's provocative one-line captions lure thousands to millions of views. Only, only, sorry, only fans girls get roasted, the podcast tweeted. Let me just hyperlink that and see where that takes me. I'm, I'm checking them first to make sure. Um, yeah, you guys. Okay, yeah. So I, so I can share this one with you. Um, present, share screen. So the title, and they use clickbaity titles too, you know, if we're being honest, right? Like this one says, OnlyFans girl gets roasted. Getting thrown out, uh, roasted, uh, rage quitting. What are the other ones that I've seen? Frank Castled, that's another version of getting thrown out. Um, they have all these different versions that have you know become trendy now. But 
So this is the hyperlink that opened up for the OnlyFans girl that purportedly got roasted that I opened up the other link to her Twitter. So let's see what this one here has to say. I'm just going to speed it up a little bit and volume up. Go. So we both of you do OnlyFans. How much do you make? I make a lot. How much? Per month? I think um, it's like kind of tacky to say like exactly how much money you make. I mean, it's, it's tacky not... to be on OnlyFans in the first place, oh. but... That's oh. <laughs> I mean, everyone's a child to their own opinion. Um, that's like bad vibes right there. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> like, um, Disagreement is bad vibes, but... So we both of you do OnlyFans. How much do you make? I make a lot. Again, like you're not finding the best out there. You're not even finding remotely close to even remotely average women. Like you're dealing with, well, like whatever, that's just bad vibes, right? Like this is the this is the response to the uh, fair and I think just criticism of her life choices. And she just dismisses it as it's, it's just bad vibes. Well, you are going to be judged for being promiscuous. That is a reality of the world. Anyway, uh, gets roasted. They're tens on Twitter. Whatever often promotes videos from conservative comments from Ben Shapiro and champions disgraced internet personality Andrew Tate. Okay, Tate has been accused of sexually assault and physical abuse. He has not been charged. He's been incarcerated. He hasn't been free for six months now, from what I understand. And they still haven't charged him. Uh, but again, you know, it seems like this uh, caller and author, I don't know journalist, whatever she is, doesn't like Tate either. So anyway, Tate has been accused sexual soft after serving time remaining in prison on charges of rape trafficking. He hasn't been charged. They've only held him under investigation. That's sloppy journalism. He has declared innocence. Uh, this is our friend Brian without a beard. Men are more oppressed than women. Of course, that's going to be a little clickbaity. Uh, the podcast following has grown amid Black Lash, while angst critics slamming the show for talking down to women while dubbing Atlas as an Andrew Tate wannabe. <laughs> this guy's the furthest thing from an Andrew Tate wannabe. He strikes me as softer, much softer spoken. He sounds like a very kind man, if I'm being honest, when I listen to him talk. Um, it, it, it appears anyway from the clips that I've seen over the months that he's that he's developed more of a backbone in his in his softer speech has sort of developed more of a stronger undertone to it uh want to be tell me you despise women without telling me you despise women and don't forget the condensation the condensation one condensation condensation uh one redditor snarked oh my a redditor has an opinion here <laughs> the thing the thing about reddit is it's this anonymous platform where people with a avatar that is no representation of themselves not using the real name most of the time they use throwaway accounts i get notifications on my phone for things that trend on uh, reddit platforms and i often share them on twitter sometimes i cover uh some of the posts on my in-car videos on this channel um you've probably seen them but the commenters responding to them like whenever you see a woman that says you know uh my boyfriend is being unreasonable in this area and they're not really being that unreasonable. You know, the boyfriend, it's something reasonable. Like, you know, he doesn't want her to travel with her with uh, her girlfriends away to go for a weekend to Miami or something like that. And she's like, I don't like being controlled and all this sort of stuff. And he's being unreasonable. And she posts this stuff on Reddit. And of course, the Redditors, as this highlight over here, will all pile in. Oh, you got to get rid of that loser. He's controlling you. You can do way better, girl, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like this is the platform that it's on, you know, with these online spaces. Anyway, the uh, journalist, in quotations, I'll do that in light quotations because it's kind of funny. Uh, is it just me or do all these women look incredibly uncomfortable? Wrote another in part. The post has reached out to Alice for comment. Oh, this chick. <laughs> what is her name again? I covered her before. Uh, Drew Afiulo. Afiulo? I don't know. This chick. I'm, by the way, when I update my first book, the chapter on red flags under the segment uh, number 10, red flag number 10 with tattoos and piercings, we're going to be adding crazy ass fingernails. And I'm going to describe why when I do the revised version in that chapter. This chick is a total train wreck. Tattoos on the hand, long ass fingernails, loud, annoying, disagreeable. She's just one of those disgusting people that just picks up on everything and just has a, has one of the most outrageous, raunchy statements and clearly doesn't like dudes anyway this check content uh, creator popular for online takedowns of controversial controversial men's responded to clips of whatever podcast and tiktok and what does she what does she say 
F this podcast for real, a few little said in one clip. Does this open into her clip? No, just a picture. Anyway, content creator who counts 8 million thinks her zingy clapbacks of misogynistic men. Is, it's, it's completely okay when you get these loud, disgusting women like this um, that have opinions about men for that to go viral and to celebrate that. But if a man on a podcast is asking a very average OnlyFans girl uh, a question like, you know, how many guys have you been with in the past? Then that is totally unacceptable, right? I mean, we can have one with Drew, but we can't have the other with Brian. But again, we're not dealing with society's best. You know, like this chick over here, not society's best. A lot of the panelists that they select for these podcast shows, not society's best. There's better women out there, but they wouldn't make for good shows, would they? In one clip, Afuelo stitches a snippet of Atlas calling a female panelist not a 10 in reference to her looks in which she says, that's just your opinion. Let's see if this will open and play. Okay. All right, so that did open and it will play for me. So let's watch this together to see what they're talking about here. Uh, so the caption is laughing in their face is much more effective, I promise. And here's a clip over here. And let's play this. Okay, so you think you're a 10? Yeah. I think I'm gorgeous. I think I'm perfect. Listen, don't take this the wrong way. You're not Please a 10. Please lay it on me. You're, you're not a uh, Now, look, in fairness, I don't think Brian is being unreasonable. She stated what she thinks her value is on the marketplace. And he's just feeding back saying, I don't want to be mean here, but I don't think you are. Let's keep going. Not a 10. Okay. That's just your opinion. All right. First of all, <laughs> every time I feel like we... I forgot about this chick's laugh. I'm, I'm going to have to apologize to my audience in advance because you're going to have to tolerate the sound of Drew laughing. It's like, do you remember in class when a kid would go to the chalkboard? Maybe I'm dating myself because probably chalkboards don't exist in schools anymore, but they would scrape their nails down the chalkboard. This is what we're going to... Sorry, guys, but just to get to the point on this stamp out a roach aka a white man with a podcast like this he contributes literally nothing other than his bigoted opinions that he thinks are new and inventive two more replace it like <laughs> you bitches are multiplying like bunnies huh but i digress you know what i mean this clip literally proves what i've said over and over and over again this man is looking in her eyes and telling her no offense you're not a 10 she's going that doesn't offend me that's just your opinion and there's this like pause where he's like did you hear me? I just called you ugly. She goes, again, just your opinion. It doesn't bother her that this fucking bitch who looks like he sells Bibles for a living thinks she's ugly. Ad hom attacks immediately, right? This effing bee that looks like he sells Bibles for a living. And he literally didn't say, you look ugly. That's not what he said. He just responded in what appears to me anyway, as an outsider viewing it, in relative kindness. Just putting it out there just trying to be honest with you but you're not a 10 that's all i heard bothers him that it doesn't bother her he like continues to try to antagonize her i'm not gonna rate you listen i'm not gonna rate you but if i were if i were gonna rate you it's not a 10 and this bitch doesn't fucking care not even a little bit and that's how you all should be you know why because social currency with men is fucking worthless bitch look at this man he could be 48 or 21. If I were to seek counsel on the opinions of good look, why the fuck would I ask the general manager of State Farm, bitch? Like, why would I ask him? I wouldn't. See, that's the tea. Men hate nothing more than when you don't give a shit what they think about you, especially when it comes to looks. Same thing goes for when they call you fat. They say that to me all the goddamn time. First of all, fat's not an insult. Second of all, I'd think that too if I still had to sit in a car seat. You know what I mean? Like, my response to that is send me a picture of you. I love to talk about what other people look like. <laughs> I'll do it for free, bitch. Their opinions of me especially and my looks are worth nothing more than white dog shit, bitch. Instead of going on godforsaken podcasts like this one, tell them to crawl back in that sewer, bitch. Those kids aren't going to eat themselves. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, well, that's the reference that uh, the author of the article, the journalist, uh, linked. So let's go back to her article and continue on because she's pretty disgusting, to be honest with you. 
Anyway, a fool stitches a snippet of Atlas calling female panels not a 10 in reference to her look in which she says, that's just your opinion. Imagine using a fuillo as a point of reference. This is the point of reference that she's using in her argument. Not much better than some of the panelists on the show, to be honest with you. Uh, that's just your opinion. In response, Atlas continues to reiterate his stance on her attractiveness because it bothers him that it doesn't bother her. And like, again, like this goes back to the point of these, a lot of these podcasts are trying to hold women accountable. Like you're not a 10, but I'm a 10. Well, that's your opinion, but I'm a 10. Well, in all honesty, you're not a 10. No, but I'm a 10. She's not going to change her opinion of herself. The creators of podcasts sitting these women down must know by now that they're not going to change their opinion of, them, of themselves. It's just to spark interest. Like, when I was younger, we had TV shows like Maury Povich, Jerry Springer. Again, I'm dating myself, but it seems like a lot of these podcasts and the panels that are put together and the topics that they talk about, like I'm just waiting for a podcast that comes up on the internet with, with panelists where it's like, and you are the father or, and you're not the father and everybody erupts and there's a fight on stage and bouncers have to come in and pull them apart like they did on the Jerry Springer show. It's it's like one or two steps away from that. If we're being honest, like this is the direction that it's going anyway, uh, snippets, just your opinion in response. Atlas continues to read his stance. Okay, fine. And another, Afulo responds to a video of the, whatever podcast featuring Atlas's claims that men are more oppressed than women. Why people, why people continue to go on this podcast. I just can't even begin to understand. I'll tell you why they go. The panelists go on for the attention. Um, these are girls that are looking to, you know, broadcast themselves and they'll run, uh, maybe an OnlyFans and have a social media presence on Instagram or on Twitter. They'll post some teases about who they are. And I mean, they got to be getting business because from a business perspective, if you keep going back and doing something over and over again, there's got to be an ROI. Like I know for a fact, whenever I would have run ads in the past on my debt business, I would usually use social media, sometimes pay-per-click ads, but even like Facebook ads, you know, for example, when I ran those like 10, 15 years ago, um, we would continue to reinvest in placements that paid off and we would pull back on placements that didn't have a return on investment. But these girls, they keep going back on the show. So to pretend like they are not getting something out of it, I think that's disingenuous. And whoever this journalist is, has not done the research. Again, I think a lot of mainstream media, and I don't know if the New York Post would be considered mainstream media, but a lot of these journalists today, they're just sloppy, right? Um, we saw what happened when the BBC tried to interrogate Tate. Uh, my understanding is uh, PBD and uh, Sosnick were just there recently from what I saw on social media. So that'll be an awesome interview. Looking forward to getting some real perspective versus... Uh, hit pieces. But, you know, this is what you get with journalism today and pieces like this. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, if I can put it that way. Um, F this podcast for real. Another picture of the panelists here, whatever isn't the first podcast of its kind to ignite frenzy fury online, or as vice put it, the fuel, sorry, fuel, the gender culture world war. There's been a look, there's been a cult, a culture war long before uh, dating podcasts ended up on the internet, on video platforms, on YouTube, on Rumble, or wherever it is they happen to broadcast. It's called toxic feminism. And the gender war has started a long time ago, decades ago. And it is not about equality. It's not about improving you know, the lives of women at this point. It's about the subjugation and servitude of men, right? They want guys to basically bend the knee, apologize for things that they've never done, accept accu accusations for um, anything, you know, at this point without proof now, even going back 10, 20 years, you know, in some cases, I'm surprised somebody hasn't accused Jesus of doing something wrong, you know, like a hashtag me too at this point, but it's been going on for a long time. And I think all that's really happened is, you know, some of these podcasters have figured out, well, we'll get a table, a bunch of mics, some bratty entitled girls will serve them some booze. Do you guys see these cups here? These are, these are mostly not water. If you watch these shows and the way these women behave, especially in long format, when you get to the other clips, you know, deeper down the rabbit hole, a lot of them are inebriated. And I don't know if it's alcohol or if it's weed or, or what they're on, 
but it looks like a good portion of them that are on the show are offside. The interesting thing about that is, isn't alcohol the most honest truth teller that exists out there? It just removes filters. If somebody's an absolute and complete asshole, then getting them drunk will make them an even more absolute and complete asshole. If they're an entitled brat, they'll become even more of an entitled brat. And I think this is when you see a lot of these guests, you know, thrown off the show or uh, Frank Castle or whatever they're, you know, they're calling it. But this is, you know, this is part of the play. It's a, it's a simple recipe. Find entitled bratty women that have a strong opinion of themselves that's well beyond what their SMB would be in the real world. Ideally, that have a high notch count. Ideally, that do things online like uh, OnlyFans, you know, for example, or maybe cam work or whatever it happens to be. Uh, but they have a reason to be there so that they can, you know, hashtag, you know, follow me wherever. Uh, let them drink, you know, if it's available, it seems. And when they get out of hand, throw them off the set. Boom. Anybody can do that. You guys right now, if you want to do that, can set up your own podcast and do the exact same thing. TikTok and Twitter flooded with snippets of talk shows, men in their living rooms with microphones. <laughs> Is that what they call this? Let me just click that and see where that takes me. Oh, we're back to Drew Afaguileo. Let's see what she has to say. So this one takes me to a man, Gadzi. Uh, that's interesting because he seems to be one of the safer guys. So let's see why they hyperlink this. Anyway, this is back in the lab. So this is this uh, mouthpiece here. Let's see what she's going to say here. Uh, we'll speed it up a little bit. We got volume and play. You were born nothing and no one will ever do anything for you. As a woman, because we're basically all the feminists are non-attractive women who are like, yeah, but I don't get anything. It's like, well, yeah, okay, you also don't go to the gym ever. Profound. <laughs> I remember this guy. I fucked up your friend, right? The dude sitting across from you that has a taint for lips. Yeah, I remember the two of you. <laughs> I also remember the two of you saying that that clip was taken out of context after I ethered your fucking video, right? Shocker. I was right about the two of you being the worst. This video was a train wreck from start to finish. <laughs> First up, when you're saying, as a man, you're born with literally nothing. I'd argue that anyone, regardless of gender, is born with nothing. Like, that's pretty standard for all babies, you know? You're acting like you're a fucking sea turtle, like your mom hatched you on the beach and then was like, ah, fucking deuces, figure it out. What are you, a deer? <laughs> Love the drag towards fat women for literally no reason at all. I'm also born without anything. Cool, have you tried going to a fucking gym, fatty? <laughs> Sound logic, brother. <laughs> you then go on to spin a yarn, can you hear that? The world's tiniest fucking violin. How not only is it not hard being a woman, but that you yourself have no privilege whatsoever. And there's been a targeted attack on all men. When it comes to that last thing, at me next time. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm not even gonna get into the nuances of privilege because based off the H&M fit, I can tell that brain is fucking void of all and any intersectionality whatsoever. But I will say this, admitting that you have privileges in this life does not mean that you've never struggled. It means there's not also invisible barriers that prevent you from succeeding in living a happy and fulfilled life. In a extremely bigoted world run by cishead white men, we're gonna water it down completely because also based off the cut, that's as far as the brain can go. Get lined up, bitch. You're overcomplicating things. No one's telling you to apologize for being a man. They're telling you to apologize for being insufferable, which clearly you're very unaware of. <laughs> Instead of crying to the internet about how unfair it is that women are treated better than you, maybe worry about the fact that you look like the world's worst fancy football manager. <laughs> you look like you follow those inspirational businessmen accounts on Instagram. You look like you wear a fedora on vacation. <laughs> and you also look like you think your hands are really attractive. You have other more important things to worry about is my fucking point, bitch. Or to avoid all of this, you can just fuck off, you know? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You're born so i mean where do i even start with that I'm, I'm i'm really surprised that that is linked as a resource in this piece of journalism drew a foiglio i haven't had anything good to say about her in the past to be honest with you and uh linking to that stuff is pretty disappointing it says uh read men in their living rooms with microphones was the hyperlink uh, that are prompting women to mock them and beg them to stop giving men microphones. Um, that was a very reasonable snippet with Iman in it. I don't know too much about him from what I've seen online. He's a successful 23-year-old entrepreneur. Good for him. Um, he's being criticized by an obese walking red flag, essentially. Uh, you could go through my red flag chapter, and I would imagine you'd find at least a dozen on this uh, TikToker, Drew, prompting the mock. Okay, let's wrap this up. Essence of Girls United with Kenyatta Victoria this week pointed out that everyone seems to have a podcast these days. 
What was once a space where people could report and speak on specific topics with experts has become an opportunity for someone to project their emotions and opinions that don't evolve them, Victoria wrote, urging viewers to amplify those who approach the craft ethically and responsibly rather than constantly fueling the ego. I would agree with this line over here. Approach the craft of podcasting ethically and responsibly rather than constantly fueling the ego. Fueling confirmation biases, fueling egos. Look, I've already covered enough out of that article. I'm just going to have a quick look over here to see what comes up on this other one that hyperlinked with Vice with the exact same title. The latest trend in podcasts is making women look dumb. Um, let me just scroll through here. Only fans girl get roasted. It's the same clips. It's literally, this is the sloppiest version of, let me show this to you. Share screen. Uh, literally the sloppiest journalism I've ever seen. It's the exact same title on Vice. We know what Vice is all about. They try to pull that shit with, with Tate with that, uh, what the fuck was his name? That geek that went into his house that he uh, dealt with. Anyway, um, Magdalene Taylor. So it's a different author, but it's legitimately the same hyperlinks the same talking points. Let's see if there's any links here to Drew's, oh, Nicolette, Nicole, again. It's almost the same article. I mean, talk about being freaking lazy as hell when you put stuff together. What is this? I'll pass. Nothing about this sounds enticing. While whatever's pivoted from pranks and live streams. Yeah, it, whatever looked like a prank channel, if you go back to the older videos, they've pivoted. Okay, well, it's just vice. Screw them. Uh, let me just check the uh, live chats here. What we got. Um, but I want a pre-approved girlfriend. Won't find her on such a show. Yeah, you won't find <laughs> you won't find a decent gal on one of these podcast shows. You'll just find trash mostly. You know, I I um I was talking to uh, Myron. It was a year or two ago because. Um, you know, he wanted me to come down and do the fresh and fit thing. And I was asking him, um, the girls that are on the show, are they an accurate representation of the demographics in Miami or do you hand select bimbos? And he said, no, this is, this is the average girl in Miami. I've only been to Miami twice. Um, I didn't have a lot of interactions cause I wasn't there long. It was only for like a day or two each time. Um, so I can't really say from my own perspective, but look, I, I mean, this is what is ending up on shows and and it's ending up there because people are watching it. I don't, I don't personally find it a, a good use of my time. I don't personally think that it's a good use of a man's time to watch losers get roasted on a podcast and then super chatting money to insult them on the podcast so that your name and your insult can be read on the screen. I don't think that's a good use of your time. It's certainly not a good use of your money. Um, are you a, are you doing something with your life? Are you in great physical fitness and health? Do you have a strong network of men that you can do cool shit with? Are you making serious bank? These are questions that I'd be asking some of the viewers that are that are fueling, you know, all of this. But look, it's like a um, it's like a car crash. You know, you get on the highway, you're traveling somewhere. Toronto's the worst city to fucking drive through. It, it really is. I mean, like even at 1:30 in the afternoon, I had to meet my accountant the other day at the other side of the city. And literally, there's like two or three accidents on the way on the highway. And what happens with every accident? Even if it's pulled over to the side of the road and not blocking any lanes, or even if it's in the other lane coming the other way, and there's no obstruction in your lane, human beings look. Oh, look. Look at that train wreck over there. Oh, wow. That sucks. That's basically what we're doing when we're watching these train wreck podcasts with these bimbos offering... Like, do you really care about the opinion of a 20-year-old OnlyFans creator? Many of them are not even good looking. Uh, let me click over here. Here, I'm going to put this up on the screen. Stop screen, present, share. And I'm and I'm not trying to pick on Brian or whatever, or or whatever, or the whatever podcast. Um, he's he's actually probably one of the more reasonable ones. Um they so they recently had this psychologist on um orion he's actually got a pretty good channel it's called psych hacks um i reached out to him uh and i'm gonna try to get him on for a podcast interview um one-on-one -on -one to sort of talk about things and what happens in the space but like here's a here's a recent example of a clip it says here it says here zombie apocalypse 
goth girl is ready for a zombie apocalypse. Like this is the in the event. Like this is entertainment purposes only, guys. Like this is legitimately the same thing as Jerry Springer, but just in podcast format. Check this out. Without the oh, you're not the father, you know, paternity test sort of thing, because that was what Jerry Springer was like super famous for. Uh, let me speed this up. Uh, it's already at one point five, so let's play this. It's a three minute zombie apocalypse. Do you persist? Do you, you know? now? <laughs> I want you to watch here. I'm going to make this a little bit bigger. I want you to watch the face of the clinical psychologist over here, the professional in the room, wearing a tie when he asks her about the zombie apocalypse. Just watch. In the event of a zombie apocalypse, do you persist? Do you, you know, you try to survive or you just... <laughs> his eyebrow raises, he, you know, he furls his brow and his nose a little bit. He's like, what kind of question is this? But anyway, let's keep going. At the start, you're like, I'm out and you delete yourself. Let's start with you. Um, I and this is the guest. The cat lady with cat makeup on. She's got cat lines, gothic stuff, ears, tattoo on her breast area, uh, weird gloves. This is, you know, what are you going to get? You're, of course, you're going to get a strange response. I would for sure try to survive. Also, like, personally, I have, I do think about a possible, like, um, disaster happening. And, I mean, I hate to say it. She's not the sharpest tool in the shed, right? Clearly, like... Anyway. So I, I am interested. I do have like cases of water saved up. Um, and I also plan on having like food kits, survival kits. She has cases of water. That's her survival strategy. You ask a prepper about their survival strategy. They got a hole dug in their background. They got ammo. They got guns. They got an entire cellar filled with prep food, canned food, jarred food, air filtration systems. You know, we've got a cat here. Literally a cat with makeup and ears. Um, you know, kind of like how- Are you a prepper? <laughs> um, a little bit. No, you got a little bit, how much canned food do you have at your house right now? <laughs> I, I do have a lot of canned food. And like, do you have an underground bunker? What's going on? No, I would like to though. Okay. I'm d I would like to also. Relationship goals. Okay. Um, <laughs> Farah, what about you? Would you just, would you try to survive in the event of a zombie apocalypse or you just- The Sagal just is doing do nothing. Survive. He's just would, yeah, no. sitting there going, okay. Yeah, I don't have the energy. You don't have the energy. No. You seem like a strong individual, though. So I feel like you have the constitution to like. Anyway, and then he just argues with this other girl about why she's not, uh, you know, a prepper, and you know why she would self-delete herself, and how it's, uh, you know, damaging to her kids, and blah blah blah. The psychologist again. He sits through this entire clip, says nothing, makes bizarre facial expressions, and so on. Right? It's, uh, you know, most of you are average zombie apocalypse, delusional, schooled, chivalry. She has 10 men. Of course, it points to Gorlack, the Destroyer's second cousin. Christian OnlyFans girl gets called out. Like these are all the types of titles that are uh, clickworthy. So let's hit popularity, the oppression of Western women, delusional, uh, feminism lied to you. I am a 10. This was the famous episode with uh, Gorlack, the Destroyer, I think was the joke that was made. This is, by the way, not a, a female. This is a uh, transsexual. I don't know what you call them. The what are the transformers? Um, of course, you're going to get you know delusion in the title over here, but that is the area that we've arrived at. Um, sorry, let me get these super chats over here. Uh, this girl should probably worry about her stomach clapping. So this is the kind of disparaging comment that I'm talking about. Please don't put the please don't super chat these. Right. In fact, I'm not even going to put them up on the screen. If you do like this sort of stuff over here is what people pile into on their podcast and want put up on the screen because they want to take a stab at the guests on the show. That's not every woman out there. That's probably not even the average woman where you live. It's just some random uh, attention seeking entitled bratty girl on a podcast, perhaps inebriated or stoned, I don't know, um, being used as an example. Or, uh, you know, the show tries to hold them accountable, you know, to standards. They're not going to change their behavior. You're not going to, you're not going to turn, turn back the clock on her promiscuity. You're not going to get her to see the plight of men. You're not going to have her understand that feminism is dumb. You're not going to have her do any of those things, but it sure makes for a good show, right? 
Uh, Iron Disciple podcast says Brian does well bringing up conservative, bringing on conservative women. So it seems they only care about men making a certain perspective look dumb, i.e. modern women. I haven't seen um, anything in my feed that was served to me with conservative women. That's probably an algorithmic thing, though, because I would imagine they probably don't get the same views as the entitled Gorlock the Destroyer Transformer clips that, you know, where they talk about they're a 10 female male or whatever they are. So that's that's part of the problem is you get these algorithmic boosts for controversy like that. Uh, the hoflation in these women is so high. I don't even know what the definition of hoflation is. I think that's that's a, a term coined somewhere in the Mano Swamp where it's suggested that women have overinflated their value. Promiscuous women have overinflated their value, I think is what that, that comes from. Uh, content doesn't get me on my purpose, Springer part two, right? Um, is what it is, right? Uh, let's see if I got any other clips here. There was there was another one over here that I wanted to uh, point out as well since we're on the topic of these uh, shows. Is it this one over here? Yeah, share audio tab. This is a 20-second clip. Um, so this gal over here, uh, here, I'll just play it for you. You guys can, can you guys read my caption up there if I make it a little bit bigger here I'll make it bigger this way I'm not going to read out the caption but you can you can read it yourself on the screen that size the whole time I was seeing him I was kind of just using it as a psychology experiment and I didn't really I didn't really like the guy I more just wanted to see if I could break his heart and (laughs) it was fun so did you break his heart then just a wee bit I hope I did a little damage Wow. Okay. Why do you hope that you did a little damage? Just, I like humbling men. You like humbling men? Yeah. It's like my pastime. Your pastime is humbling men. Mm-hmm. You do work at a strip club, so. Do you humble men there? No, I take their money. <laughs> so he's got a stripper on his show. A ripper, we used to call them. Um talking about how she likes to break men's hearts and humble them. And literally men will let bimbos like this, low value bimbos like this break their heart. Right. And then it like, you know, just goes on from there. Uh, Anyway, these clips are everywhere. They are a rising trend. And like I said, this particular podcast that was highlighted in this New York post article, isn't the only one. There's lots of other ones. Uh, It just so happens to be that they targeted that one. Maybe they had a, a big week or, or a couple of uh, clips went completely viral on social media. Reaction channels are probably some of the best things for them because you on the podcast show put out your clip. Then you get uh, Drew, the walking red flag that has, she's essentially a, a Chinese communist parade. She, she is the entire Chinese communist parade, waving red flags everywhere, commenting on something that Brian is pushing back on with one of these entitled bimbo guests. I would like to see, here's my challenge, Brian, if you're watching this or if anybody else, I would like to see uh, better panelists on these shows. Um, Not entitled bimbos, not losers from the Mano Swamp, like literally men that receipts have been shown that when women reject them, they assault them sitting on your podcast. Like, what does that say about you as a host choosing these losers to be on your shows? You need to be more discerning with the caliber of conversations of people that you have on there. Dismiss the throwing them out. I mean, you shouldn't have guests on your show that you'd have to throw out. I don't understand why that's so popular. I do, because it gets views and the algorithms like it. And of course, you know, the guys that aren't doing anything significant with their time are like, yeah, throw that bitch out sort of thing. It's like, I've done a hundred episodes on before the train wreck, before I wound that down. I'm close to a hundred episodes on the Unplugged Alpha podcast. I'm at 86 episodes on playing. So arguably I've done 300 episodes. A lot of those I've definitely had guests on. I I do very few solo. And even when uh, I'm doing the podcast, even on the other channel on the Unplugged Alpha, I get a lot of um, call-in segments. And I've never had to throw anybody off a show or kick them out or say, you're insane, you know, leave or whatever. Um, I've definitely had some interesting conversations but why are we like, why is this popular? Jerry Springer. It's, it's literally Jerry Springer for the modern days, right? I wish that we could have 
podcast conversations that were more productive. Um, men and women being held to a standard, the guests themselves coming on, of course, not bimbos and not mano swamp pickup artists, losers that can't deal with rejection. So they beat up women. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that bullshit. But this is where we're at. This is where we're at. And it happens because people watch it. It is what it is, man. You know, are they useless? No, I don't think they're useless, but I think they're almost useless. I think they could be a lot better. I don't think that they're going to be a lot better because the controversy gets views. It does. It does. It's, it's a simple, you know, it is a absolute simple formula extracted from the Maury Povich shows, from the Jerry Springer shows, from the Hanero shows, uh, Geraldo, whatever his name was. Um, it's, it's an absolute proven formula and it's the whole train train wreck. It's a whole accident. It's a whole highway accident. Everybody has to stop and look, Oh, look, let's slow down and check it out. When people stop rubbernecking on the highway, when there's an accident in the opposing lane, that's not blocking any lanes and carry on with their business. That's when you'll see stuff like this go away. But until then it's going to be very popular. Um, depending on the popularity of it and the direction that they take it, I've seen some weird ass guests. I've seen guests uh, clipped on some of these uh, algorithmic boosted ones where black dude is sitting there talking about or bragging about, literally bragging about graping white women. Um, hey, if that's what is going to be watched, if that's what people find entertaining, what can I tell you, man? My advice is pick better content. Anyway, um, I think that's enough to wrap up this show. Um, be a little more discerning in your taste would be my advice is, you know, is what I could basically, uh, you know, call it out at the end of the day. Yeah, Jaron, it's a sign of the times, modern movies, music, TV. Uh, here, I can put that up on the screen. Uh, arts has all been declined, been on the decline considerably. Mass market is mostly stupid and standards are non-existent. Um, let me offer you something to contemplate before we wrap up. There was a movie done by Mike Judge a few years ago called Idiocracy. And as more time passes on, this is just a comedy. It's just a fictional movie. If you don't know who Mike Judge is, he's the, I think he did Beavis and Butthead and a few other cartoon characters for MTV back in the day and stuff like that. And it's a slightly older movie. The It's not the greatest as far as quality. But the movie Idiocracy, the more time that passes and the older that I get since I've seen that movie, the higher the probability that movie is looked upon one day in the future as a documentary rather than a fictional piece of entertainment because humans are getting stupider. We're choosing stupider shit to consume and we're doing stupider shit with our time. If you get out of the shower and you look down and you can't see your Johnson or your feet, go to the fucking gym and lose the weight. If you're strong and virtuous and muscular but you can't fight, join a dojo and learn how to be competent and be violent. Uh, you don't read books, read damn books, you know? I would I would love to see guests that are that are throwing these massive super chats, hundred dollars. This bitch is clapping, blah, 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 whatever the hell it happens to be. I'd love to see these guys on these shows, right? That would be interesting. Oh, here's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve. Here's a dozen of this guy's super chats. Let's put him on the show and let's understand the mechanics behind his thinking, what he's doing in his life, and why his opinion is valuable, right? Anyway. Idiocracy was never meant to be a roadmap, yet here we are. Yes, Fritz, indeed, yet here we are. Anyway, you guys have an awesome day. Uh, leave a comment and a like below. You guys let me know what you think. Am I right? Am I wrong? Peace out.